0: Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, and everybody else who has nothing better to do on a Saturday night. It is Eat Sleep Podcast, repeat FM 99, and the Fox's first and only wrestling podcast. I am your host, Sean Hood. That's your other host, Dave Taylor. How you doing, everybody? And we are here for a deep dive into all things professional wrestling tonight on the docket. We've got, we're going to say, uh, good, uh, we're going to just take a minute to remember somebody who had a very short career in wrestling but uh, made for some moments regardless. And uh, we're also going to talk about uh, some people that maybe got sent back to training AEW little stuff going on over there and the results from NXT war games. We'll talk about that as well. Apparently we're going to be split on that um, yeah. But before we do all of that, got to get the business out of the way. If you are with us live, thank you so much for doing that. And if you uh, can't catch us live, remember the easiest way to follow our show and catch up is to go to FM 99.com and one Oh six, nine, the right under the media tab. ESPR is what you clink. Click, click, and it takes you to our most recent episode right there on the page nice and easy. Now, you can also find us in all your major podcasting apps on Spotify, on Stitcher, on TuneIn, on uh, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us. Just search ESPR Wrestling. And now I have a big ask from you guys. We've said this before. I'm going to ask you again because we need your help to move, up to, to, to move up in front of more people on things like Stitcher, on things like Spotify, on things like Apple Podcasts. If you listen to us on those, heck, even if you're with us live most times, but you have those services, go find us on there. Subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and a review, please. If you don't mind, it has to be the rating and the review or else it doesn't help. That doesn't help. Um, if you do that, it helps us get in front of more people's eyes and allows more people to find us. So please, please, please help us out with that. A great deal. Um, we would, we would, Genuinely appreciate it. Now, if you want to be with us live each and every week when we do this, well, then follow us on social media. And that's easy. Facebook.com/slash ESPR99 on Twitter at ESPR99. Go ahead and like us or follow or whatever you click. And then turn on notifications so you know when we go live and you can follow us in the video and throw in some comments that will pop up right here that we can read and say, uh, you know, hi to you guys and what's going on. And hi, it's my mom. She's becoming a weekly viewer. <laughs> Hi, Sean's mom. I couldn't get her to watch <laughs> wrestling when I was uh, when I lived with her, but now every week she tunes in to listen to me talk about it. It's funny because my mom's like, "Do you still watch that stuff?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun, fun little story here. Uh, when I went away to camp one year at uh, uh, the Triple R Ranch. It was during the same time when Hulk Hogan was – Hollywood Hogan, excuse me – was wrestling Goldberg for the World Heavyweight Championship on WCW. And I was gone. And I was furious. <laughs> and so my parents recorded it for me. Because this is before the internet was really a thing. So my parents recorded it for me on a VHS, which if kids, you don't know what that is, you're probably too young for this show. Um, but they, she recorded it for me on a VHS. But I remember talking to her on the phone while I was at camp. And she said, uh, hey, I wa- I watched it. I know who won. <laughs> I was like, what? what? <laughs> she tortured me with that until I got back from camp. Um, but so my mother has been a part of uh, my, uh, my my wrestling habit for a long time. Yes, she did. She did watch some wrestling with me. I forced her on occasion to have to sit down and sit <laughs> through it. I will say she liked Kevin Nash because she thought he was cute. And she liked DDP because he wore jeans and normal clothes like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> so she enjoyed that. Um in any event, uh my mother your, your has mom died. didn't
1: watch uh, was it Magic Mike or whatever? What, what is that what's that movie that he
0: said? <laughs> I don't know. But uh hey Jeff, tu- Jeffrey Jeffrey <laughs> and his first two pay per views were on VHS. I think mine were too, man. I think mine were too. Uh, that I are. Were too. That or, you know, you had to to maybe get lucky and catch it on uh, uh, somebody else watching it somewhere or something because as a kid you weren't getting it. But in any event, uh, again, social media, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 on Twitter at ESPR99. Like us, follow us, and turn on your notifications so you can join in just like Jeffrey and my mom. And uh, anybody else who wants to chime in, email us, by the way, ESPR at FN99.com. And we really want some suggestions from you guys here. We're thinking about doing a retro style episode coming up soon uh, where we'll go back and watch an old show. And we'd like you guys to help us figure out what show that should be. If we should, if we can get a couple of suggestions, maybe we'll throw it up in a poll and uh, see what you guys yeah. think we should watch. Uh, and it can be anything. It can be anything you guys want us to watch. I would, I would prefer you pick something that is on the WWE network. Yeah, because that makes it easier for us to find rather than scouring the internet for uh, some some hidden hidden gem that you guys want us to watch. So uh, anything that is on the WWE network, if you guys can think of it, go ahead and throw it at us. We'll choose a couple to throw into a poll. And uh, we'll see what you guys want us to do at some point. But without further ado, I guess that means it's time to actually get into the show. Business took a little longer today than usual because there was a story with it. Who knows?
1: Hey, your mom. yeah, you, hey,
0: you know, got it's my mom. Man. What are you going to do? Uh, in any event, latest wrestling news. Uh, we'll start off right off the bat. I guess, um, I, you know, not sad news. Uh, Tiny Lester, uh, did, everybody knew him as Zeus the wrestler or Debo from uh, the Friday franchise. He passed away, unfortunately. Uh, sad, sad news. Um, I think he was only in his sixties, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was. He was. It seemed like relatively relatively young. So,
1: but he he had some uh, stuff he dealt with earlier this year, and uh, and, and that may have been.
0: Uh, you know, there's no confirmed cause of death, but he,
1: he did have COVID uh, earlier this year. So, I'll just...
0: so he had a, he had a rough year, and and I mean, yeah. I just it's it's it's. it's... It's it's really, truly unfortunate. Uh, he passed away. I mean, nobody no, um, nobody's going to mistake him with being one of the great wrestlers of all time. Um, but he did have a big program they did around him and Hulk Hogan and whatnot and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and that stemmed from the movie that he was a part of, uh, which was um, um, no, no Holds Barred, no, <laughs> which was the, wow, um, one of the worst movies you could ever see. Uh, and at the same time, also amazing. What other movie are you going to get where Hulk Hogan grabs a guy and goes, "What's that smell?" And the guy goes, "Dookie." <laughs> it's such a bad movie, but it's, it's amazing. So um, and of course, he uh, uh, Lister uh, played the uh, the the main villain in that Zeus, uh, who was up against uh, what, what was Hulk Hogan's name in that movie? It was um, oh man, I did really uh, uh, oh i it, it was a ter- it was rip something or other
1: yeah i was it was
0: uh um, oh man let me look Now it's gonna it's gonna drive us <laughs> it, it, nuts, it, right?
1: it was rip but what
0: was his last name uh rip thomas rip thomas yeah because <laughs> i remember because he had that hand thing it was like it was it was yeah oh yeah something, like, like like that. It was something weird it was yeah and that was how he did his thing um, but in any event, it was it's a terrible movie. But you should absolutely watch it as a wrestling fan. I think you owe it to yourself. Just go into it not expecting an amazing movie. Go into it expecting to laugh at corny stuff and nonsense, and just enjoy the film. I think you'll have a good time. And then, of course, I mean, L- Lester had a, a quite a movie career. He he was in a ton yeah, of yeah. stuff. He's probably most notably uh, remembered from the, Fra- the Friday franchise uh, where he played Debo, uh, yeah. and that I mean. People, of course, huge, huge, huge. He was also in uh, Austin Powers. He was in The Dark Knight. He was in The Fifth Element. He played the president in The Fifth Element. Wow. Yeah, so he had, qu- he had quite the, uh, the the acting resume.
1: I, I mean, I'm scrolling through his list. I mean, it, it it is quite long with some of the stuff he's been in. I mean, he's been in some silly stuff, but obviously, mm-hmm. I mean, he was in The Dark Knight, which... I seen that movie. You know, I don't remember him that movie. but
0: It's but. funny how many like big movies, or even <laughs> even if they weren't necessarily commercially successful, how many movies that were or are like almost even like cult hits or became big, big oh, very yeah. popular later or whatever. I mean, but I mean, and other huge things. He was in a lot. I mean, Austin Powers was huge. He was in that. He was in The Dark Knight, like we were talking about, and that was big. He was in Little Nicky
1: too. Yeah, he was.
0: He was in Little Nicky, and again, Fifth Element. That was a huge thing as well. So it's crazy to see how much stuff he was in yeah. that ended up really being popular. I mean, he's he's in. He's firmly entrenched in American pop culture. Uh, absolutely. I mean,
1: just the, the Debo alone, that character. You know, and then uh, now he came back in the '90s with like WWE, right? Uh, yeah Ah,
0: okay oh yeah in dark Knight, he was the guy in there uh he was the guy who who took the detonator from the police guy on the boat he was like these men will kill you and take it anyway give it to me i'll do what you should have done five minutes ago and he takes it and throws it out the window
1: how many times you see that movie That know that line dude
0: (laughs) so many times i i've watched the whole that whole batman trilogy so many times um and he was good. He's he's convincing as a, as a as a as a terrifying guy. But he's also he's also convincing as as a as a goofball sometimes. Yeah, you know well I mean,
1: I mean Armed and Dangerous. I was the John Candy uh Eugene Levy movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he was in that movie where he, I remember he's in the gym and they they almost like choke him out because they hold down the weights and the weight machine and then like the, the weights almost come down on him and stuff. And then he runs out and then, when he's like angry, he does this, much like he did when he was the Zeus character. Right. And uh, you know in the WWE, you know for the three matches and all the times he, you know, when he came back to the WCW, by the way, that was a payday. He was he was so grateful. I watched an interview with him, and he just mm-hmm. he said everybody was cool in the locker room, and he just took the payday and did what
0: was needed to be done. <laughs> yeah, he he came back as I think Z Gangster, and yeah. he was uh, part of the the like coalition to end Hulkamania or something like that. <laughs> um, so kept that going even in WCW. And uh, you know he look. He may not have had a long career in wrestling. You may not. he will never be mistaken for a five star wrestler or anything oh, like no, that. No. But he is firmly entrenched in in pop culture and wrestling uh, history for for a lot of that. This
1: uh, the three matches he had in WWE, uh WWF. Uh, the SummerSlam '89 match is great because Tony Schiavone loses his voice. Uh, the Survivor <laughs> Series match was forgettable, um, and then the uh, the steel cage match is fine too. So. yeah yeah i mean I, Or
0: what most, it was most still cage <laughs> matches aren't clinics there yeah. uh, you know it is what yeah. it is so in any event uh it, yeah unfortunately he passed away at the age of 62 so we're going to take a minute he yeah. was a part of the wrestling family so we're going to give uh, t- uh uh i think his name was tommy uh lister uh lister jr oh and, yeah it's, it's all right it's all right i mean well, the
1: graphics gonna be you, wrong oh no you, i did the graphics right the graphics right, you're not so. you're not spelling it all you're not you're not spelling it all the
0: time so it makes sense that you wouldn't know how to necessarily spell it right off hand but either way uh tommy tiny lister jr uh we're gonna go ahead and give him a 10 bell salute so please join us in a moment of silence for uh, tiny lister And there we go. Um, so up next, we're going to talk real quick about, nope, not that one yet. The, <laughs> the uh, uh, report came out from uh, Dave Meltzer, which, of course, we take everything with a grain of salt that Dave Meltzer says. But the report came out that Vince McMahon lost his mind and threw a fit and uh, decided that he needed to send some of the big guys back to uh, training because he was un- underwhelmed with uh, their performance in the ring recently. And of those five wrestlers, supposedly it was Keith Lee, Otis, Dabakato, who everybody probably remembers from um Raw Underground, you know, the yeah, thrill- yeah, th- thrilling yeah. program that was. With uh Braun Strowman. Yeah. <laughs> uh which is funny because when when would he get mad at him about his in ring ability? What has he done? I don't you know. Well,
1: I, I, it, it might be more of a. What were the other names? Because because I got my count.
0: Well, it was Keith Lee, Otis Davicato, Mace of Retribution, which is Dio Madden, and uh, AJ Styles' bodyguard, Omos.
1: Okay, well, some of those guys are new. Um, you know, they're 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 green. Oh, without you know, without
0: a doubt, some and, of those and guys. It's, and I think it's the same with Dabocato.
1: You know, he had the the underground thing, but. You know, I he's need some training for they bring him in. You don't want to just bring a big guy in and you got a you know big call lead type guy. I, I think you got to give him something. The guy that's with AJ, you know what? It's great because you it's double duty. He's gonna have this role where he's gonna have this, and then he's gonna get training. You know, which is the convenience of them not traveling is that dude's always there, so he's always getting the train those other six days of the week or seven days of the week or whatever.
0: Uh, Jordan says Keith always seems stiff to me from the start. Yeah, that doesn't mean he's not good. Stiff is fine. Um Jeffrey uh said that uh Keith Lee made no sense to me. Well, Jeffrey, you and about the rest of the internet as well. Yeah. Be, um yeah. well, but here's the thing. Uh WWE uh, producer, I guess is his role, uh Shane Helms, who uh I've I've met and had the, uh, the pleasure of speaking to, he he's a really nice guy. Um always thinking about you know what's what can be done to better things. Um he was talking about this, he he made some comments online about it, and he said, Look, just because you've gotten to WWE doesn't mean you stop trying to improve. He said, There are always going to be holes in your game that you can try and improve upon, basically. Um, he goes, You don't get there and then just start coasting. If anything, this is the time for you to work even harder. Um, and you know what? I don't disagree with that necessarily. First of all, we're all taking Dave Meltzer at his word that Vince McMahon threw a fit and said that their work is terrible and they needed to go back and train some more. Maybe Vince just said he wanted them to go train some more because he wants the big men to start doing some more stuff. You know, not to mention the fact that anybody stop to think that maybe he's having Keith Lee and Otis, who not amazing but a capable performer, um, maybe he wanted those guys to go and work with Dabakato and Omos and uh, Dio Madden because they're big guys who already know how to work.
1: It could be some of that. It could be changing their movesets a little bit. It could be because I've seen other reports. I think it was what culture might have mentioned that um, Otis might be a little bit rough. you trying got to be more protective of the wrestlers.
0: Right. Maybe. It's possible. And And again, with the exception of I'm going to go ahead and assume that they are actually going back for training since Shane Helms addressed it. But the reasoning for it is pure speculation at this point. Nobody, nobody knows what to do. though. Well, Drew Gulak, yeah, there. Drew Gulak is working with them. And to yeah. be perfectly honest, if there's somebody working with you uh, that could probably help you improve on some stuff, uh, Drew Gulak is one of those guys. Yeah. He is one of the most underrated performers in the world. Everybody, again, everybody gets so angry that you know he doesn't. <laughs> uh, that they're going there for this training, and again, we don't know the reasoning why. Maybe there's some stuff they want them to work on. To 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 walk around and say there's absolutely nothing Keith Lee could do better is naive. I think even Keith Lee, realistically, when he's not in the character, would say there are things he could improve on.
1: Yeah, and and I think it may be because you know it's the big man style that you know, maybe Vince loves these big guys because you know, with, with Otis, although he's seemed to be deep pushed because he lost the money in the bank briefcase and you know, now he's got a new tag team partner. I don't know why he got rid of Tucker, but that. But yeah, I'm that,
0: not sure if that's going to end up being a real tag thing, or if it's going to end up being more of a. Because I mean, the whole idea is to kind of bring out the alpha side of of Otis. So maybe yeah. it's going to be used to slowly kind of bring up a more serious side of Otis.
1: So, so maybe this is like, hey, we're going to tweak your character a little, little bit. So maybe this is what the training is with Keith Lee. It's like, hey, we want to expand what you have. Well, the guy's pretty talented from what I've seen in NXT and so far in WWE. Um, you know, maybe this needs the right program. You know where he can gel with somebody you know like like, and have that certain kind of match i mean and that no offense to the orton matches were fine but maybe he needs a bigger guy that to size up with uh you know some of those things he did in uh, nxt Just well
0: it's like it's like in, you know people say drew gulak and when he came back um w- like when when the rock came back the rock trained with curtis axel yeah you know what i mean so and i mean really what does curtis axel have to teach the rock Nothing really. He was helping him get back in ring shape and working with him and making sure that he was he was ready to go. It could very easily just be something along the lines of Drew Gulak wrestles a certain style and they want to help these guys work with that. Or and again, we don't know if these guys disappear off TV for weeks and we don't see anything and their pushes just stop. Okay, then there's cause for concern. But if it's yeah. stuff, hey, you guys are going to go work on some stuff in your downtime, especially since we're not doing house shows anymore and whatnot. I don't I don't really see what the harm is in that. Um, I saw some other guys talking online the other day about how the fact that they've cut the house show circuit out, obviously they had to, but the fact that they did has an effect on these guys. They're not wrestling multiple days a week anymore. You know, they're wrestling one day a week, maybe, you know, yeah. they might not even be doing that. So it doesn't hurt for guys to go and try and stay fresh. You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah, learn a new trick, you know, may- maybe learn to do something new again. I think everybody's overreacting to this story. I don't think it's that big of a deal. They're going to go work. What what could possibly come negatively from them working harder on something?
1: Yeah, I mean, if it changes their character, changes their moveset, uh, I, I am all for that. Uh,
0: so uh, I don't. I don't think we're going to yeah. see any dramatic differences in Keith Lee's game, but he might tighten some stuff stuff up. Maybe stuff that he that, that they. You got to remember, we're all viewing this as wrestlers. There are people backstage there who might be viewing something these guys are doing and going, okay, you need to, you, you need to fix that. You need to, we need to work on this part of your game. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I think that's entirely possible. Um, Jeffrey says it's interesting. that he didn't send Dijakovic to, not that he's bad or anything, but it makes you wonder what him and big E are doing. Right. Um, that's true, but I also would argue that they probably can't send everybody at one time uh, a, for numerous reasons. One, it's just not feasible. And and two, because with COVID restrictions, you might want to be careful how many people you are sending to the performance center on a regular basis.
1: Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, if we're talking about big guys, I mean, Big E has a completely, if you remember Big E was it like with 27, 28 or whatever, when he teamed mm-hmm. with Dolph Ziggler to where he is now. Completely different. He he came a long way because he struggled as a singles guy, and then when he came to that new day, and they sure, find. But he new
0: was, it, but he was good as a singles guy back then. I I, I would argue course, that the, he had the down. skills. The per, I would argue that he had the personality too, because I interviewed him before he became part of New Day, and he had the personality, but he hadn't been putting an, put in a situation to show it yet, to really run with it. Um, because after that interview, I even said that he he uh, was just waiting for that moment because it was there. And he got it and he ran with it. But I think you're right. I think being in that allowed him to kind of expand upon things that he hadn't been able to use to this point and really kind of, in the same way that you, you work out to to build your muscles, this is a similar thing. He was able to do things he hadn't been able to do to that point with his personality that would allow him to strengthen that as a result. Yeah. Because um, well, he had like an IC title reign and it was just yeah. kind of flat. You know, he just, you just they, wasn't connecting at the time. Well, he didn't have anything for him. It was just, he was just Big yeah. E. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. There was nothing there. Uh, Jeffrey said, I feel like Braun could use a little shakeup too. Um, you might be right, but that being said, Braun's recovering from injury right now. So he's not, I, 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 he may go there to just kind of tune up when he's ready to come back. Um, But we'll see, we'll see what happens with that. I mean, again, none of these guys are bad and nobody's saying these guys suck. And it's not, you know, one report from Dave Meltzer said that Vince McMahon lost his mind, you know, and, and had a fit. Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, maybe he did maybe he didn't secondly he's 900 years old he has tantrums sometimes like a crazy old man does so you know it is what it is we'll see again i don't think this is going to hurt anything um and yes patrine is correct aj's bodyguard almost has not uh, wrestled yet um at least not on television so yeah. uh but that being said it's 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 still they they clearly want him to yeah
1: yeah there's one other person by the way back in training which I don't know if this is a sign for things to come, but there's been reports that Rhonda Rousey has been training again. So I've so
0: been training with the daughter of um, uh, Roddy Roddy Piper.
1: Yeah, former guest of the show,
0: by the way. Um, yep. Teal, but, uh, uh, I think her name was Teal Tombs. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, um,
1: yeah, it, uh, yeah. Uh, what, was, she she went my Tia
0: Piper, right? In um, I think the, you're right, but I, her it? real wow. name, I believe, is Teal Tombs. Ariel yeah. Teal Tombs, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so, so
1: that that may be a sign that uh, you know we may see Ronda sometime next year. It's going to be interesting because if they can have an audience, I, I say there's a better chance of her coming back. Kind of like you're going to get Rock and Roman at a WrestleMania, probably not the next
0: WrestleMania. Yeah, I would assume no. I, I mean, that would that I, I would assume no. We don't know, but I would assume no. Yeah. Um, in any event, uh, so that handles that. Uh, Ronda may be coming back. That's cool to see, regardless. Um, it was, it was, int- I saw a video of her training with, uh, Teal and it was, ex- it was, it was exciting to me as somebody who really enjoyed her to see how excited she was to be back in the ring and training. Yeah. You know, so that was, that was cool to see. Yeah, so,
1: which, which, so I'll translate quick. Uh, congrats to Becky and Seth. Just want to leave that out there.
0: Yes, yes, for the world's ugliest baby. And <laughs> I only say that because they didn't post a picture of the kid's face initially. Only hands.
1: Because they're going to sell the photos to like People Magazine or something.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. I'm just assuming it was the ugliest <laughs> kid ever. And any, which we know isn't true. Looking at them, but still, <laughs> that kid, that kid came out ripped up doing parkour, and you know, already more talented than than any of us. In any probably event. already. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably she came out, punched another baby in the nursery, <laughs> um, in any event. Uh, so we'll move on now to, uh, the latest news from AEW. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff happened over the last week with them. We had, uh, Kenny Omega. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not disinterested in what he's doing. I am interested, but I still don't quite get it. Well, we're just going to tell you next week, Sean, what's going on. Yeah, that's kind of the way it feels. Um, (laughs) That's kind of the way it feels because he – I don't know, man. It it just – the whole thing has felt kind of underwhelming to me so far. Um, He's with Don Callis, and they've talked numerous times about how uh, basically like Don Callis is taking credit for the Jericho – omega match in japan yeah. which is what led day w essentially tony khan himself has even said as much you know seeing that match kind of influenced him into uh into making it um but i don't it, it does seem i will say this they the the big thing that he that omega was doing um i dude i would love that benjamin <laughs> says he's going on a Thanos rampage and gets all gets those other belts <laughs> I, I would love it. Let him pick up the A title. Unless he already has it. I don't know who the A champion is right now. Um, and let him get the impact title. Uh, let him get the, the old title. Moose is walking around with the old TNA heavyweight championship. Let him get that, even though it's worthless. Uh, let, let him have them all. I, I'm fine with big purple Thanos version of Kenny Omega doing that. Um, but and
1: I didn't. Kenny is the A champ.
0: So. Okay, so Kenny is the A champ. All right, yes. that's what I thought, but I just wanted to be sure. Um, yeah, I think there's a AAA show tonight, as a matter of fact, or today, um, that he's on, but any of it, uh, he was on impact. And one thing I did like was how the impact world champion, Rich Swann was trying to walk out of the building and was stopped by security because he couldn't go through the parking lot because the parking lot was blocked off for the world champion. And Swan's like, I am the world champion. And he goes, no, the AEW world champion, uh, Kenny Omega. And that obviously rubs Swan the wrong way, which it was supposed to, yeah. and it, it clearly, to me, set seeds for a feud between Omega and Swan, which I'm here for. I right, sign me up for that because Swan is crazy talented. Yes, he is. Uh, and Omega, Omega and him should have a heck of a match. He he's really he's doing good heel work right now as far as his attitude. I'm enjoying that part. I'm still waiting uh, to to see a little more than that though. Uh, Paul says, Omega, I just don't see the hype. He's okay, and I'm happy they got the belt on someone new, but I just don't get it. Paul, you're not the only one. People who were unfamiliar with his work in Japan kind of feel that way about him at this point because Dave's one of those guys. Um, You go back and watch some of his matches from Japan, you might feel a little bit differently, but if you're just left to base it off of um, his matches in AEW and whatnot – you're kind of left with a really short match of a list of matches that are okay, you know, or good. I should say good not. Okay. They were, they were good. He's, he's not a bad wrestler. The dude never goes out there and stinks up the joint. I'm never going to say that. Yeah, it, um, it
1: just felt like something's been missing from all the hype and everything. And, and, you know, I watched the Jericho match and everything. It just felt like, like, who is this guy that, you know, they've, they've been building up and then I finally see him and I'm like, you know, not that I expected like flips or whatever else, but I, I don't know. I just expected something different.
0: If you go back and watch some of his stuff from uh, Japan, uh, you can see some great stuff. Uh, Ka- uh, Okada versus Omega, they've had a bunch of matches. Uh, Tetsuya Naito um, versus Kenny Omega, they had great matches. Um, he he's gone out there and ripped it up with a lot of people. Um, Kota Ibushi, who we're familiar with from the Cruiserweight Classic, they had some ma- they had some great uh, uh, action together. Um, Tanahashi and Kenny Omega. They wrestled I think at Wrestle Kingdom 13. That was a fantastic match. That was the um, six star
1: match that Meltzer said, wasn't
0: it? I think it was one of the over five star ones. I think it was like 5.5 5 or 7 or something like that. Um but he's he's had some fantastic matches, but I will say this, I don't think he's had what, I don't even think um I don't even think Meltzer has given him a uh, a five star rating in like two years going on two years maybe a year and a half at this point wow um i think it's because he can do really long matches Eh, i mean he can that's true uh without a doubt he can do long matches but i don't think that's the only reason i mean really i went back and watched his tanahashi match and it's really good i mean you got to be willing to sit in you're investing yourself it's a match it's a long match but but it's very well done especially towards the end but, I it, again, it's one of those things where Paul said he just – if you're not familiar with him from beforehand, the hype doesn't really work for you. They build him up as this amazing guy, this amazing wrestler that, that everybody should idolize. And, really, in the last year, year and a half, you're kind of going, mm. And, I mean, even before that, realistically, while he was having great matches, let's just take a look at the way he was portrayed, right? He was portrayed as the guy who was behind – like, Finn Balor was the leader of the Bullet Club in Japan, yeah. right? And then then uh, um, um, AJ Styles became the leader of the Bullet Club in Japan. Really, he was the, the third guy in line for that thing. <laughs> and he kind of just became default. You know what I mean? And then they turned against yeah. him, yada, yada, yada. Um, Jeffries says Omega's best AEW match was him and Hangman versus the Young Bucks. Probably true. Really, really good match. Um, really, really good match. Uh, it would be interesting to see them really... Uh, I, I, I think he runs the risk at this point, unless he starts having some of these great matches soon i think he runs the risk of that being his legacy of he spent all this time in japan as a big fish and then he became then he came to the united states and everybody went meh <laughs>
1: well that, that's where some people are right now yeah i mean he, he needs something. I, maybe it's with rich swan i don't
0: know maybe it is with rich swan maybe it's with the very next person he wrestles i don't know i i you know he I just hope that's not the case because I know he he's had these great matches. He really did deserve the, at least you could argue him as the best wrestler on the planet at one point. Um, but the longer he goes without one of those matches, the longer you're left going, is he? You know? I uh Jeffrey, I was kind of disappointed with the recent Moxie match. Didn't leave a lot on the table after the bloodbath they had last year. I tend to agree with that. Um I do get it though like they had the gentleman's agreement to have an actual wrestling match and not do that sort of stuff this time and uh but the problem with me is that when you've watched moxley um take all this abuse from people and then he gets hit with a microphone and then put down you know he did take the yeah. v-trigger a couple times and the one and angel and blah, blah 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 um but i don't know it just it seemed this is my problem. This is the problem I had with ECW. This is the problem I had with CZW. This is the problem I have. When I watch these guys damn near kill each other, how am I supposed to believe that they go down to that? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to yeah, me. Yeah. they always bothered me in ECW put them through five tables and then one with a roll up. Yeah. <laughs> well, it bothered me because one week we put you through a table. The next week, it's two tables. The week after that, it's two tables and one of them, you know, and they're on fire. You know, yeah. the week after that, it's two tables are on fire and we have thumbtacks. And it's like, at a certain point, we can't one up this anymore. Um, I just, I, I don't get that uh jeffrey don't get me started on them having a gentleman's match And they spent the first seven minutes laying outside with no count
1: but he's got a point there and the point he, does, he, the, he
0: does. the heater the heater and hit the heater and he's just laying there and he's like well there's no count out here we'll
1: just, you know and here's don Callis checking down the guy sloppy you know
0: look how look, and this is what this is what i'm saying this is why it makes no sense for anybody to be a a, a one-sided wrestling fan here and say that AED, you know you can't always praise AEW because they do dumb stuff, too. You can't always praise WWE because they do dumb stuff, too. Oh, it just, yeah. It's just the way it is. Everybody everybody does stuff that doesn't make sense um, or, or makes bad sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? I should say that. Like, you mean with um, Sting?
1: <laughs> um, I'm not still quite there yet.
0: I'm, I'm still on the fence about Sting at this moment. Um, he clearly has an interest in Darby Allen, and Darby Allen has an interest in him. We'll see where that goes. Again, I'm kind of hoping that Darby he helps Darby unlock Darby, not just become Sting Jr. Um, because really, there's not a lot of similarities between them, except for the fact that they paint their face.
1: Yeah, I mean, unless he's going to develop a surfer gimmick, or uh, um, you know, but I, but Sting cutting promos—it's it, just kind of weird because it's never really, like really been his thing. You know, he's always been the, the eh.
0: cool guy. You know. I mean, here's the problem. You're wrong. Um, it wasn't his thing for a very short while in WCW. And then after that, he, he, before that and after that, he cut a crap load of promos. He, he's he's always he's never had a problem cutting promos. He's just, he he just never been very good at them. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was never good. When he was the crow, people loved I mean, it. He's, he didn't have to talk. Here's my thing. He's fine at promos. He's not bad at them. But rarely does he do a great promo. Um, has it happened sure he's cut he's cut some really great promos before
1: they're few,
0: few and far between uh the best line he may have ever delivered was the only thing that uh, for sure about sting is is that nothing's for sure that may have been the best line he ever delivered um <laughs> there was that one he had another good one too that I oh when he had to surrender the title belt after his match with Hulk hogan Hollywood Hogan. And he had to surrender the belt. And he goes, uh, he pointed at, um, was it J.J. Dillon? And he goes, you have no guts or no spine. And he pointed at Hulk and goes, and you, you're a dead man. And I was like, (laughs) that was all right. That wasn't a bad line. Um, But that whole thing was ridiculous. Um, Sting asking Tony to say it's Sting was still, yeah. Dude, wholesome moment. Absolutely um, feeling like a WCW reminiscent uh, nostalgia thing there. Ah, uh, Jordan loved to see him show up randomly like he did in WCW. Made you want to tune in just to see. I tend to agree with that. I think less is more with Sting. Don't use him all the time because that luster will wear off. Because he, I mean, let's be real. He, what's he gonna do? You know, well, he he's, he came out. He talked to Cody a little bit. He talked to Arn a little bit. You know, he just did. He did some talking. And that was kind of it. He didn't really point out a mission. He didn't state really why he was there. He didn't really, you know, nothing major happened.
1: Well, it was more like, well, next week I'll, I'll tell you a little bit more. Just tune in next week, kids.
0: Yeah, which is kind of what they're doing with Kenny Omega. Uh, Patrine, <laughs> isn't Sting past wrestling age? Well, the only people who, the only way to know that is if he wrestles and he can't. You know, it's, it's that's well, the thing.
1: Which, by the way, there were reports that came out that, I guess, Sting wanted a cinematic match
0: with well, let the let Undertaker. Yeah, and he was and shot it, down. Yeah. Um which I think is the biggest mistake WWE ever made. Um, and realistically, I say that Undertaker could have been the one to say no. He he could have been done with the AJ Styles match one and had been like, you know what? No, I did this this one time because this is what needed to happen. It's not going to become my thing, and I'm done. It's entirely possible.
1: Leave it as a what if. like They, they should have had the match uh, with the WrestleMania where uh, Sting fought they should
0: have had the match 20 years ago, but yeah. they couldn't get yeah. they couldn't yeah. buy out Sting's contract.
1: Yeah, because here's the thing. Now, I mean, if, if it happened, I mean, it had to be cinematic. Because here's the thing: if the match sucked, you'd be like, "Well, that was terrible," and that's how you can remember those guys.
0: I I, I do like Sting picking the cinematic match, though, because I think he was aware of the fact that hey. This is what needs to happen for us at this point in our careers. Uh, Jeffrey, please don't make him an authority figure. I'm going to disagree strongly, Jeffrey. Uh, I loved Sting as an authority figure in TNA. Um, I thought he he actually did some of his best promo work as that guy. Uh, I I loved him as that. Well, I thought uh,
1: they don't do authority figures in AEW, other than Brandi Rhodes or whatever she does. every.
0: You mean time. other than half the wrestlers? Um, You know, and Brandi Rhodes and Tony Khan, who pops up periodically and whatnot. Uh, he, loves, he loves the TV time. Uh, you know what almost every promoter of every wrestling promotion in the world loves getting on tv and giving themselves tv time so i can't fault him for that any more than i fault anybody else for it um and he's not doing anything crazy he's he's a couple of minutes here and there he's he's not he's not being a huge part of anything really um he's not like dixie carter who loved being on television so they kept oh, writing so they kept writing her into television in terrible angles that like ate up so much tv <laughs> time um. Oh God! What a disaster! Well,
1: is Sting taking away time from anybody at this point? Maybe not
0: yet, but I would say no. He's out there with other people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's out there during their segments. I don't think he's taking TV away time away from anybody. He's not like he's just out there by himself. And even if it is, who cares? Let him go out there and talk a little bit. Do whatever he's going to do. It is what it is. Um Jordan, how dare you? How dare you say you loved Dixie? Um, I she. I mean, she seemed like a nice lady. She just had no business anywhere in a wrestling ring. Yeah. Um, I I'm fine with, with what they're doing with Sting at the moment. It's kind of ambiguous at the moment. We're not quite sure what it's going to be. I will say there seemed to be just a little bit of animosity between him and, uh, Cody though. Didn't it?
1: Yeah, it it was, it was, you know, it seemed like, I, I, like maybe Cody's like, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. And Sting's like, Hey bud, you know, I'm kind of like uh, setting them up for something.
0: I feel like at some point this ends up, you know, it ends up being sting and Darby Allen and Cody, uh, against the team Taz guys and whatnot. And I feel like at some point Cody pulls the trigger and goes heel and on sting and Darby Allen. Cause you know, it's the way it is. Yeah. And then we get our, we get a Darby Allen versus uh, Darby Allen and sting versus Cody. And I don't know, pick a person at this point. Um, uh, a matchup in some kind of, I think a tag match. It can't be a singles match. It, can't
1: it has to be a tag match. Then, or he's in the force on the, the outside, but he's outside with Arn. Right.
0: Know, Arn so-
1: obviously, Arn can't go. But,
0: you know. No, Arn's long, long, long past going. He had back problems that just made yeah. that. That's not a thing. It's not going to happen. And if you've seen Arn, Arn is not in shape for wrestling. No, I do appreciate that Arn can still lay out the odd uh, Spine Buster, though. I do I do still appreciate that. that There will never be a better Spine Buster than the old AA Spine Buster, man. Spine Best on the Best, I'll give you that. Best in the business, Triple H is a pretty good job, but you know what? Triple H is – you know what? Next to him, Triple H had a really good one. Yeah, but Arn – Oh man, did that dude, just the way he did that, just amazing. Oh man, it was so good. It was so good. And even as he did it, as he got older, it still looked pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he, he could still pop that move off for, you know, for, for a little, for an occasion if he needed to. I remember when he came out when it was Flair versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah. And he runs out and pops out that spine buster. Dude, I popped so hard for that. Like, I was like, "Oh, double A!" Like, that was great. It looked. I, cool.
1: I, I I was watching it at a local venue around here. Yeah, and, and like the whole
0: place when that happened, was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because you think like Taker's gonna lose, you know, and ah, oh, that that, that oh, was a or, fun or match. Shenanigans, you know, <laughs> which would which would have been great, but at the same time, I'm glad they didn't do it. I'm glad, they yeah. Didn't do it. yeah, Um, but in any event, so
1: Jordan oh, a- so w- like Dixie uh, for the non wrestling reasons, by the way.
0: Okay, I guess. Jeffrey <laughs> uh, uh, like Batista's spine buster. I thought it was okay. I didn't love his spine buster. I thought it was okay. It looked too much to me like he was picking them up and then gently placing them back down flatly. Like it didn't it didn't really have a lot of impact to me most times. I well I, I not every time, but sometimes it just didn't didn't really do it for me. It's kind of like um it's kind of like Edge's spear. Most of the time it looks like it doesn't really hurt, you know? I don't, I don't love that move. (laughs) There's only, there's only ever been a couple of people that I enjoyed watching do the spear. One of them was Goldberg because he legitimately ran over people because he didn't know how to do it otherwise. Um, The other one was Rhino. He knew how to do it otherwise. He just didn't. And uh, <laughs> that, that was like the most frustrating thing about him. Gore, gore. And then, like, that well, wasn't him. That was Paul Heyman. I know. He, I know. That was
1: it. the cool part about watching that, though. That was just,
0: uh. yeah. But I, I loved, I loved Rhino on the gore, which, by yeah, the I way, he's, he's still doing over on Impact.
1: Yeah. But, right. He's responsible for why they had the new, had to get the new SmackDown set because that's how they got rid of the old one. He's a uh, gore, uh, Chris Jericho through Yeah,
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, brought the fist. Jordan says the spear <laughs> off the ladder was the best one we saw. Mm, I'm going to say it's I'm going to say that it hmm. as far as just a high impact moment cuz they're coming off a ladder, yeah, cool. Good spear? No, not really. He just kind of jumped at him and they fell. It it wasn't really wasn't much of a spear. He kind of just grabbed onto him and they fell down. So uh, I mean I
1: you're wrong. I mean it was a holy crap moment that
0: Yeah, you The get... moment was falling out of the air off the ladder <laughs> like that all the, all, when he was hanging from the belts was like that. But the spear itself was not the holy crap, it was just the fall. Um, he could have done any number of moves from that height, and people would have chanted holy crap. The you know, it, you know, it's like we all look back on, on Jeff Hardy getting choke slammed by the Undertaker off the ladder, but that was a horrible choke slam, but it was still a horrible, holy crap moment, and we all still remember it. It was a terrible choke slam. He really just kind of grabbed him and went, uh. Like, just pushed him. like just, Protecting like, him. No, no, no. There was no protection. He didn't do anything. He literally <laughs> just shoved him off the ladder awkwardly. It was terrible. But we called it a choke slam because he grabbed him by the throat. But regardless, uh, I'm not saying Edge has, like, the worst spear in the world, and I hate it. It's just of the spears that you see on a regular basis, not my favorite. But when he came back and he was spearing everything that moved in the Royal Rumble, those look pretty good.
1: <laughs> yeah. When <but> the director <laughs> even, probably put the camera on him.
0: Yeah, Even damn near killed AJ Styles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But well that's right yeah he, he uh, separated his shoulder
0: or something right I think I mean, that was more AJ than it was uh, yeah. anything else I think AJ <laughs> yeah. oversold it a little bit and ended up hurting himself um, <laughs> but I could be wrong Maybe well, either way I don't think there's any hard feelings on either of their part AJ yeah. seems to be doing it so in any event that brings us to uh, the meat and potatoes of why we're here tonight and that is to discuss NXT war war games I go. appreciate the video where they had everybody screaming it like William Regal that was that made me so happy when I was watching that show. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, so NXT War Games happened last weekend, and um, uh, 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 are we counting the pre-show? I mean, I say no. I say no. <laughs> no. Legato del Fantasma one, cool. Yeah, yeah. Moving on. That's all it was. Yeah. <laughs> all right, main show time. So we opened it up with the first war games match, which we figured it was going to be the women since they were the headliners the year before Uh, team Shotzi versus team Candace. I thought that the women worked really hard. Um, I thought that I enjoyed, you know, some people complained about it. I enjoyed the heels way of cutting off the, the advantage that the good guys had where they wouldn't let EO in the ring.
1: Yeah. And Who came down to attack her?
0: Uh, um, Indy Hartwell, uh, was yeah. Indy Hartwell? Yeah. Right? That's who it was? I believe that's who it was. Yeah, Indy Hartwell, because she had the neck brace on and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. That's yeah, her. yeah, she she's an actor because she's with Candace. Um, but I enjoyed that because it was just like, because, you know, when the good guys have the advantage, it's, that's not really the way the story works, is because if the good guys have the advantage, then, it, you know, then it's not as dramatic as it would be the other way around. But I get it, you can't always give the bad guys the advantage, It just, then that's too predictable. So I liked that they kept coming up with ways to keep her out of the match. I thought that was good. Um, I thought everybody in this looked good. Uh, I thought by far, though, the people who stood out the most most were um, Ember Moon looked really good. Uh, I thought Shotzi looked strong. Raquel Gonzalez killed it. She was great. Good for her, man. She was kicking ass and taking names through that whole dang thing. Um, Dakota Kai worked really hard. She was in there from the beginning. Um, and Team Candace ends up getting the win at the end. Uh, some big moments where EO comes off the top of the cage. She, I love the look on her face when she's like, ah, she puts the trash can over herself and leaps off over onto everybody. I was like, that was fun. Um, Dave, you didn't get your ridiculous eight person Tower of Doom spot, it was close. It was close. I was um, worried for a minute, I was worried for you. I was like, oh yeah. no, they're setting up for it. Dave's gonna be so mad.
1: No, we, we, we didn't get the one spot of
0: everybody standing around though waiting for somebody to jump. Um yeah, but they were fighting, so it's not like they weren't. I mean, we as wrestling fans, we're trained to know that's what they're waiting for. But yeah. they were fighting, they were active. It wasn't like they were just literally standing there. Like I anytime I try to gripe about anybody like that, I go back to um uh uh what was it? The outsiders versus Sting Luger and Macho Man Randy Savage in WCW. And I when Macho Man gets tagged in and Scott Hall has to sell forever standing in one place just kind of walking flailing his arms in one place waiting for macho man to get to the top rope so they can axe handle him that's what i compare every setup to because if it looks better than that it's fine <laughs> all
1: right here's here's the thing I, I thought the ladies did a great job i i i thought that uh, raquel gonzalez was great i thought like Ember moon was great i thought Shotzi blackheart which by the way the tank thing that was pretty cool she can take that tank anywhere um, I didn't like the fact that a gimmick match as war games became a gimmick match with all the stuff. It was just it was too gimmicky with the chairs, the table, the trash can. Uh it, it's almost like they went to the you know the office supply store, bought some things for the office, and then they decided to bring them to the ring. It
0: just felt like have you hated every War Games match they've done? Because <sighs> that has literally been every War Games match they've done. They've had weapons in there. Uh, the, the, you know it
1: just because it went to, when we get to the men's and the in the, and the uh, cricket bats i mean like
0: i thought, I thought the cricket bats were a little out there but to be perfectly honest <laughs> there here's the thing they only seem out there to us because we're they're not common we don't see them on a regular basis for people who are from the uk that's probably a much more i bet you they see them more than they see sledgehammers so I, you know, well, I, that, okay. I know. The, the,
1: the toolbox thing shot see the toolbox you have a hammer or yeah. a mallet or whatever it is, yeah. well, just beat the crap out of your opponents. There's do no, there's no reason to drop that and then the the, the you know the kick
0: somebody when you have a mallet. You say that, but Dave, you could make that argument anytime anybody has a weapon ever. You know, I mean, like if you're gonna pick this one weapon to have an issue with, you could do that anytime anybody has a weapon ever. Now the only issue I had the uh, with the hammer thing is that it's a big fat sledgehammer head, and it's like realistically, if I'm hitting somebody with that, they're dead. Yeah, that's the that's the issue I had with that. I was like, that's too much for me because that that can't work. If I'm hitting somebody in the spine with a sledgehammer, they're not getting up. You know, so that's where my issue with it was, but I didn't care. It was it was what it was. They used it a couple of times and then they didn't use it. Yeah. So and, I wasn't and really I, and,
1: and then there was rope and think, oh, they're gonna tie somebody up. That never happened. Um I was shocked with the finish with Raquel pinning uh, Shirai, but obviously yeah. that that's up because they, 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 continued that on Wednesday uh, with the program with, uh, with Raquel fighting Ember Moon. Uh, can we Would get you, uh,
0: can um... we Ember Moon, by the way, uh, 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 like a standing ovation for that. Um, I can't remember what she calls her move. Um, somebody help me. What's Eclipse? her finisher? Eclipse. Eclipse? Yeah, Eclipse. She did that over those chairs to Dakota yeah. Kai. Oh, that looked nasty. Um, but it was also awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But but it's weird because because it's it's still like by the time the last person comes in, it's it's still like ah going on. So yeah, I mean, they I mean,
0: can have it over in, in two minutes, Dave, and you know it's that doesn't really work because you've got fresh people in there. It should go a little longer. Um Candace Lorray, yeah, she broke her arm. I don't even know when it happened. Like I was watching trying to figure out when it happened and I'm not sure.
1: Uh it was um uh, what spot was it? Um uh, I mean, I don't have the story in front of me, but um it was near the end, I think, with like within the table spot. I saw her holding it at the end because like it's the last couple minutes of the match where she got hurt because you don't see her really get involved as much. She's kind of laying out there, so she definitely um, was hurt. And then uh, obviously, as we they mentioned many times in NXT, her arm is broken.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, she definitely hurt it. Now, is it a legit broken arm? I don't know, but it's definitely she definitely hurt it without a yeah. without a doubt. Um, I'm trying to figure out where it got injured as well too. Um, but yeah, no, a oh, I wonder if it's with this one shotzi, oh, I bet you that might have been it um shotzi doing the senton on off the ladder onto the chair on Absolutely. um yeah yeah on, uh, his arm that might have been it, um, but the ladies took some crazy risks in this, but everybody looked to be about as safe as they could be, so that's good, um, but again, everybody worked crazy hard, and they had a good match i I enjoyed it. Yeah, Yeah, I found it right, Jeff. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Uh, other matches on this show. uh, This this one was all right. Was uh, uh, Timothy Thatcher versus uh, Tom Chapa.
0: I liked it. The only reason, the only thing I didn't like about it was that uh, I'm like Thatcher always loses. (laughs) Like whenever he's in these big matches, he he never gets to win these big takeover matches. Like so, it's kind of a bummer, you know.
1: but but Tomas this is a situation where he needed the win i think more more, more than Thatcher did
0: i don't know i mean uh, champas me, I had champas had wins and whatnot I, I can see that but at the same time thatcher again he needs some wins to stay credible at a certain point because he doesn't have the tomasa champa former champion you know badass um uh, um resume that champa has So Thatcher kind of needs wins to be credible and he needs them against big opponents right now. He kind of feels like a gatekeeper guy at this point where it's like, he's not going to beat the big guys, but he's kind of between everybody under them and the top guys, which is not a horrible, but I feel like you could, I feel like you could get more out of him if you wanted to. Well,
1: there was guys like Tyler breeze before he went to WWE where he was on every pay-per-view and I think he lost every pay-per-view just felt that way. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, he lost a lot of them. You're right. And I probably said the same thing about him too. He needs So <laughs> But any of it, uh, Jeffrey Dietz brings up we noticed how every match had color, uh in other words, blood, for those who aren't aren't aware of that. Yeah. Um yeah, it was interesting. There was a lot of that in, in, in various forms. I mean like Thatcher's whew, I think that was when Ciampa kneed him in the head when he was against the ropes, and I think he ruptured his inner eardrum because oh yeah. that looked bad yeah it did i i, I
1: thought for a second he's, he's gonna have like a cauliflower ear but then there wasn't yeah. a case. it was just uh just a, a bad uh you know but when he had him in the hole and the blood's coming down it's like yeah, oh that's kind of cool great
0: visual yeah it was a great visual yeah so I, I enjoyed that i mean i thought it was a good match it was a good if if you like those harder hitting um um like almost more I don't want to say MMA based matches. I mean, like there was some wrestling stuff in it, but there was also a lot of holds, a lot of, of submissions, a lot of body work. Uh, if you like those, uh, then you then that was a great match for you. I thought I thought they really they had a really intense matchup. Uh, it was intense. It, it
1: could have been a little shorter for my taste. It could have been a little shorter w- with that style. So uh, another match, which uh, which was a gimmick match, was the strap match. Between
0: Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes, I'm so confused. I thought strap matches meant you had to touch the corners.
1: Well, um, they didn't have that because didn't uh, Daniel Bryan and uh, Bray have the strap match earlier this year? I think it was at the Rumble, right? Um, know, maybe. Probably, sure. Probably, yeah, it's not, probably, yeah. probably yeah. one of the best strap matches we've ever seen. Oh, yeah, it fantastic. was. It, it wasn't bad, but then this one got a little gimmicky too with other stuff coming into
0: play i, I don't know okay. the camera Grimes. camera Grimes is a gimmick is a, is a weird gimmick anyway as far as just being goofy and that, that's one of my issues with him is i think he's very talented but i wish they dial back the goofy on him a little bit um because i think he could be a legitimate contender for stuff if they would just dial that back just a bit uh loomis his character is what it is uh i think he plays it very well and yeah he, he plays the character well and i and i enjoyed this match this is actually isn't this his second strap match in like a last couple of months
1: I think so. It's I mean, that definitely fits his style with the the viciousness of wrapping around the uh, the ring pose.
0: did he have one with Roderick Strong? That sounds right, but I could be wrong. Yeah, no, he did. Back in July. Back in July, he had NXT's first ever strap match, Roderick Strong and Dexter Lewis. And they had a good one. This one was good as well. Uh, not as good as that one, but I thought this one was good. It was entertaining at the very least. Yeah. And um, yeah. uh, I thought, yeah, okay, I'm going to get with Jeffrey on this one. Cameron brought his own <laughs> strap, okay? I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, there's something up with this strap. There's there's something Something's going to happen with this that we don't know yet. It's gimmicked in some way that we don't understand. You know what I mean? that will will come into play a little later um like it'll 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 rip apart or something like that at some point so or cameron can like can undo it in some way so that he can just get away from him you know it's not his fault like the strap comes apart it's not his fault um but no nothing it literally worked like a normal strap so it served no purpose to do that thing in the beginning where he's like no i'm using this strap or no strap so i was like that was kind of pointless but Again, overall, I thought it was good. It was, it was, it was entertaining. Um, I might have shaved a couple of minutes off this one too.
1: Yeah, it, it, it was. It was. It, it could have been shorter. It just. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it wasn't crazy long, but I would have made it a little. I would. I personally would have made it a little shorter.
1: Yeah. Next match that I kind of liked um, was the NXT. Uh, North American. No, instrument. Yeah, Leon Ruff, the defending against uh, Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest. I know some people don't like the whole Leon Ruff thing, not believable or whatever else. Um, it's a little bit different for NXT, but I enjoy it. The kid's got spunk. Yeah. No, I like um, him. Yeah. You, you know, it's crazy. And I thought Priest just, you know, just basically dismissing him the whole time.
0: Just get out oh, of the Agreed. Life. Agreed. Um, I I think that it was. I think they had a great uh, great match with each other. Um, I, I think it was, uh, all three guys worked very well, very, very well together in this match. Yeah. Yeah. Great chemistry. Yeah, incredibly great chemistry. Those guys, woo, man. Um, there's th- th- very different styles from all three and all three of them work together very well. Yeah. By the way, I'm just seeing this and this is really unfortunate by the way. Uh, Bobby Fish undergoes surgery for injury suffered at takeover. Oh no. He suffered, oh, okay. tri, he suffered a try. He triceps and a triceps injury that he needed to have operated on.
1: Oof, yeah, I, I think it's some uh, lacerations and stuff. And I know Oni got hurt too. Lorcan. Lorkin.
0: Um, yeah. um that's,
1: oof. Not that's not good.
0: No, he had to have his his uh, his tricep reattached. Oh man, that's that's unfortunate. I
1: don't want know what that feels like.
0: No, I don't either. I don't ever want to know what that feels like. Luckily, I'm not in a... It says... I'm looking it up right now. Uh, full range range motion is distorted. Strength exercises, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it says most people can expect to recover close to their full range of motion and strength after a year. I mean, I can't see him being gone that long. I... I no,
1: I, I mean, I mean, unless you know he's there, he's just not wrestling. I mean, you know, that, I mean,
0: that you have to. I mean, I'll see. They've done to, that before. They've had him there in a sling and a and a whatnot before. I could, I could see that happening.
1: But, but I, I think because because of the undisputed era being with they are, what we what just jump to that match anyway? But, uh, but the, anyways, uh, Gargano wins. Oh, well, I do want to mention Austin Theory is a scream guy or whatever. It, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. a surprise. Yeah, we call oh. that. really,
0: no big shock there. I did like that. If you watched Austin Theory, he did a play on the. It was me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along. So without baby laugh, I'm not going to lie. That was fun. It, it,
1: it was great. And good for him because, you know, we, we kind of liked him when he showed up in WWE for a little bit and he's going to be in the uh, Seth uh, Rollins uh, Thingma Bob with Murphy. And then they. Him
0: back because he did a lot, of people, a lot of people had the triple threat as their match of the night. Um, so can't say I blame him, it was a really good match, yeah.
1: Yeah, I enjoyed it. So,
0: oh, and one. Uh, yes, one match left. Uh, so everybody, please get ready. <clears throat> and now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for the main event of the evening the Undisputed Era versus Pat McAfee. Pete Dunn, Danny Burch, and Only in War Games. Um, uh, you you want
1: to go first?
0: Long match. Long match. <laughs> it, it took a while. It,
1: it, it was. It was. They, they're going to shave some time off
0: this match. No, yeah, um, I think it was fine. I, 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 I was fine with it. I, I expect um, War Games to take a while. It doesn't bother me at all. I, I thought we, when when the, the heels
1: were down. Yeah. And they and they all gang. By the way, more gimmicks with the tables and stuff. But I did like the fact that the tables had their names on it. I will give yeah. them that. I like that part.
0: For me, um, there was no way there were going to be weapons in this. You had a guy in it who's not a wrestler. Yeah,
1: yeah. There's uh, no, there's uh,
0: no way we uh, were going to have weapons.
1: Cricket bats. Um, you had uh, no kitchen sinks, but, uh, but I was expecting. Yeah. No. But okay, but the part of the match towards the end, where all the heels are down, and then the, the undisputed era surrounds Pat McAfee. That's how should the match should have ended. oh i'm
0: I'm with you i'm with you on that i i get that um but at the same time uh i also understand why they went the way they did because i think there's money there's there's still money to be made on pat mcafee as a heel in nxt and this keeps it he keeps him from eating two pinfalls in a row at this point.
1: then They should have had the win if they're going to continue the feud. Because if you keep losing and you continue the feud, you're just like, well, this is just one-sided. Why should I
0: care? He doesn't have to. I didn't say they continue the feud. I said there's just money in him as a heel. So, I mean, they don't have to continue that feud. They could move on to something else. But this keeps him from suffering two pinfalls back-to-back. This yeah. is At least he didn't get pinned back-to-back. I mean, I agree with you. I think it was a better storybook moment for that. Um, But... To be perfectly honest with you, had he won the first match against Adam Cole, I think it would have been a better a better ending. But without him, since he lost that first match to Adam Cole, I don't necessarily think he needed to lose in that spot in that moment. Now, I think just watching the match itself in a vacuum, yeah, that's where it should have ended um, because it just worked out that way. But at the same time, he pays these guys a lot of money to protect him. They needed to get involved, so I get that as well. Um, I think the studs in this match were uh, Kyle O'Reilly, Oh, I think I mean, he, was him and Pete Dunn were, dude, they were in there forever and it seemed like they were never not doing something. <laughs> yeah.
1: This was, I mean, it, you know, Kyle's been there and everything. This was his coming out party that proves just like the last time he uh, headlined the pay-per-view. He's something.
0: He yeah. is going to be a star.
1: Uh, all those guys know the speed Peter um are going to be something. Yeah.
0: Which uh, I'm going to say this though. Um <sighs> Pat McAfee, yet again, showing up and performing extremely well. Uh, I'm going to give him a ton of credit. He does that flip off the freaking top of the cage. We said if anybody's jumping off the cage, it's going to be Pat McAfee. And sure enough, he did. And nobody caught him. (laughs) That looked horrible. Everybody's standing there, and they all kind of fell back away from each other. So, like, nobody was under him when he landed. He just flat backs the mat. Which is about as good as it can be if you're going to hit the mat. But it was—I it, just laughed so hard when that happened because I was like, nobody caught him. Um, he did do a great spot off the uh, off the uh,
1: top rope, the the uh, moonsault through the table. I
0: thought that was impressive. Yeah, he, he landed that really well. Um, the guy clearly shows up and and takes it seriously while he's there, and I genuinely appreciate that from him. Um, I also appreciate that he's a celebrity that comes in and doesn't need to win all the time to protect yeah. his brand. You know what I mean? He shows up, he understands how wrestling works and he knows that he can't be the guy to beat these guys. At least not. It can't, can't show up, have the celebrity win and then they leave. You know what I mean? There's gotta be some kind of something more story to that. Otherwise it's really not helping the, the, the wrestler much. Um,
1: Green and, Colin, uh, and Cody Rhodes or whatever.
0: Um, <laughs> and, and then, you know, so it, I enjoy watching Pat McAfee in in these matches. The one gripe I really had in this one, I did have a gripe in this match and Dave amazed you didn't bring it up right away. Okay. Because this is usually something you are right on top of about complaining. The fact that Pat McAfee kicked out of the Panama sunrise, I wanted to throw something. I was like, no, no, he puts away legitimate wrestlers with this. You, you, Pat McAfee, does not kick out of it. They should have had somebody save him or something. Like not should not have. And I'm going to say this: I don't know. Maybe somebody was supposed to break it up and they didn't get there. I don't know if that's the case. But on McAfee for kicking out, could have been. Now, did you did you watch the show live or did you watch it on delay? I watched it live. Okay, because because I'm
1: going to go back to the women's match where there's a spot where um, Shirai had the garbage can on her. Mm-hmm. And, and then somebody jumped on her, and then oh, like she, that it, she couldn't it, get it, it off. off. She did the yeah, stomp, and then she could off. off her. And then the pin attempt, but they cut away because I have a feeling like she's supposed to kick out, obviously. But she either didn't, so I don't know if they if they put a different because I didn't see it live. Um, so I don't know if they change angles or not because I think they cut the Shirai like in the middle of the three yeah, or not. Yeah. Uh, Shotsy Blackheart in the middle of the three count. I'm like, what are you doing? So it, I'm it looked fine when I
0: thought. it. a matter of fact, I think. I think that happened live too. Because I think I remember at that moment being Not like right. Yeah, I remember being like, Well that why cut to that when you've got a pin happening? You know yeah. there were there were one or two moments like that throughout the night where I'm just okay. like, Wow, great work, camera guys. Okay, okay. So, exactly. I, I just know they like
1: what oh we need B-roll to fix it in case she didn't kick out because you didn't see the kick out and you're like, Well, I guess she kicked out,
0: but yeah, no, I don't remember her and missing a kick out or something
1: but, like but, that. But I the know. thing is, you know, with with the uh with the move on on uh, Pat McAfee. You're right. I mean, here this guy's getting beat up, he, you know, put through tables or whatever else, and, and he's kicking out of that. That was the thing with this
0: match where it's like, it should have ended so many times. Here's my thing I don't think it should have ended so ended so many times with the seven of the guys that are in there. With seven of the guys that are in there, I can understand them dragging this thing out. Pat McAfee needed to be, and I don't say this like his character, like he needed to be protected like the booking. Pat McAfee needed to be protected, just from a storyline standpoint. Of the guys around him needed to be protecting him nonstop. Oh, they like,
1: did a great job with that. With with every time
0: the team but was it, coming down, they did that a lot of that. But in that moment, like a moment like that, he needed to be saved. He should not have kicked out of that move. Yeah. I I did not like that. Um, and that was one of my only major gripes from this match was that that. That really bothered me. Um, by the way, I could watch Kyle O'Reilly and Pete Dunne wrestle that first five or ten minutes or whatever it was forever. That was awesome. Those guys are so good. Yeah, they went hard for the first five minutes, which is they usually... went real hard. <laughs> like, good, and, and again, they didn't slow down throughout the whole thing, dude. Like that was, those guys were absolutely the studs of that match. They they tore yeah. it up. I wow, they're so good, so good. And the thing about Dunn I really like is Dunn is very reminiscent of guys like William Regal, like, you know, um, I'm going to say the name, nobody panic, Chris Benoit, like um, uh, Dean Malenko, like all these technical guys we're used to seeing. And while he's very reminiscent of them, he has taken their style and adopted it to another, you know, more modern level to where it really works for a new audience. Um, He's so, so good at that. So good at it. Um he might be the best like joint manipulation technical guy they have right now.
1: Well the, the whole fingers thing that that, that oh, I
0: love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, you know what's funny yeah. is I keep I, I keep hoping to myself one day I'll get to work with them somehow because I'll be like, oh put me in a spot with, with Dunn because <laughs> yeah. I actually have this weird thing where I'm like I'm double jointed in my fingers or whatever. So like they bend all the way back on my hands and stuff. So like he could do some crazy stuff with uh oh. with my hands, you know what I mean? Wow. So and I don't even feel that. It's not like it hurts or anything. It's just what it is.
1: That's like Alexa Bliss's shoulder where it's just yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's, it's, it seemed like it's dislocated. Yeah. I'm like, he could do some crazy stuff and make people scream and, and be like, oh God, you know, but, uh, either way, I love watching him do his thing. So, uh, overall, I really enjoyed the show. Dave apparently was real sour about it. Um, but I enjoyed it a great deal. Uh, I gave the show because really to me, there was no weak match on the card. The weakest match, I think was the um the strap match, and that was not a weak match. i think I think it was good, just not great. So for me, this show was like eight and a half nine something like that this is this is a great show.
1: Uh, I'm between like a six and a half and seven i, I, I oh, just feel you like... son of a show's it, over like like the the wrestlers did a great. They were great. I, I am blaming the booking. I am blaming uh, the booking. I, I, just to the style of these matches, uh, just just you know, going on, you, you know the 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 spot fest that they become, where there's no psychology, to certain things.
0: It, I disagree. Just, there's No psychology. I disagree. I I, I think there is. Um, but it's just it, a spot, and then you're gonna wait, and okay, now I gotta get up and
1: do my next spot, and then okay, now I'm down, sure. and I'm gonna get up and do my next spot.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I mean a lot of these guys get up and do the spots but it's not like they're getting up looking refreshed. They look like they're dying. They're just doing the spots. Um I have, I have no issue with it. These guys aren't, you know, going to go down in 5 seconds. I mean again, we have th- we have other the people we all loved watching in the 90s are responsible for this. So, you know, it's not their fault that they have to wrestle more of fast-paced style sometimes. It's entertaining. I did not I did not like the booking. <sighs> Well, what kills me though is you didn't like the booking because what happens, like the the actual mechanics of what they're doing, is not the booking. That's them well, the, putting well, the well, match. Well, well. And when
1: you call? It? Well, which, by the way, I was wrong, and what teams should have won that match? I I thought Shotzi's team was going to win, and then I, and I and I thought the uh on the speed of air was going to lose. So.
0: Yeah, but we we made sure that we were going to be covered no matter what. That's why I went the other way because I was like well, <laughs> either I way. We're win. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But regardless, uh, so there you go, guys. You officially have it here. Dave and I have like a two-and-a-half, three-point difference in our reviews this time. Uh, who who agrees with who? <laughs> who got it right? Sean or Dave? Let us know. Um, either way, thank you for joining us here tonight. Uh, next week, I think we'll just be kind of a regular show for a change. Right? It, we it,
1: uh, we're probably teasing um, TLC. It, oh,
0: God. When's TLC? That's is it, is, uh, is, is, a is it, week from Sunday. Oh, my gosh. All right. So – Never mind. Next weekend is the uh, WTLC uh, preview episode, which may wow. This was a review, preview, preview. (laughs) This should do big numbers. So in any (laughs) event, so okay, next week preview episode for T (sighs) L C. All right, so we're gonna get in on that one, uh, and um, we'll actually hopefully we'll be able to talk about T L C relatively soon after it happens because uh, I've got that week off.
1: Oh, okay. So then, you know, if you're around that Monday. (laughs) Yeah,
0: we might be able to get it done. All right, cool. So in any event, next week, TLC, if you uh, got anything you want to talk about, let us know. Make sure you email us, ESPR at FM99.com. You can also let us know your thoughts about this show, uh, War Games and whatnot. And uh, if you actually go out and watch No Holds Barred, go ahead and send us your review. I'd love to know that as well. And remember, we are hoping to get some suggestions for you guys for a retro show to review, one that is available on the WWE Network just to make things easier for us. Email us, ESPR at FM99.com. Let us know what show you'd like us to review. Anything on the WWE Network, whether it's WWE, WCW, um, even one of the indie shows they have uh, that's on there right now or something, you know, whatever you guys would like to do. Yeah, Yeah. and we say retro. We say retro. It just means has already happened. It can be something from, don't think it has to mean like 1974 or something. I mean, we'll do that if you want us to, but it can mean 2007 or 2010 or, you know, 1993 or whatever. Aggression era be whenever so send us your suggestions espr at fm99.com we'll choose a few and throw them into a poll and uh as always remember to find us everywhere you can on your podcasting apps search espr wrestling if you listen to us on spotify tune in stitcher any of that stuff please give us a five star rating and a review it helps us get in front of more people we would greatly appreciate that we need to, to increase our our numbers on there if we can at all possible. And uh, absolutely, the easiest way to find us all of the time is 1069thefox.com and FM99.com, right under the Media tab, ESPR. get a link you to our most recent episode every single time. So if you joined us tonight, thank you for being here with us. If you're listening to us later, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> at, at least you're listening next to post. <laughs> Tell a friend to make up for it. Email us. And until next week when we do WWE TLC, the preview, remember to eat, sleep, podcast, and... Repeat. Good night, everybody.
1: Get out.